grew between the buildings and reflected off the water. So what's wrong? Tanner asked. Paul shrugged. I'm thinking about giving it up. What? The clinic, the ER work, all of it. He paused, shook his head. I'm burning out. Yeah, no shit, Tanner thought. And I'm not far behind you. Quitting the force had only given him a temporary postponement. What will you do? he asked. Paul smiled. Hang out my shingle. Do nose jobs and liposuctions and neurogenital enhancements. Make myself a goddamn fortune. Tanner laughed. Drinks came. Tanner sipped at his, gazing across the slough at the girl in the junkyard. A pang went through him. There was something painfully familiar about the girl. He did not think he knew her, but she reminded him of someone. Who? He did not know. Her cigarette was gone, and now she was moving her hands and arms through the air in slow, complex patterns. Tanner still thought she was looking at him and wondered if she was trying to send him a message, a cosmic bulletin, a spiritual communique snaking through the wrecked automobiles and the stinking water. Whatever it was, he wasn't getting it. The girl stopped moving. She remained completely motionless for a few moments, then turned her head, looking toward the bay. The girl glanced back at Tanner, then scrambled down from the pile and disappeared into the heart of the junkyard. Tanner leaned over the balcony rail, looked toward the bay, but didn't see anything unusual. What is it? Paul asked. Don't know. Then he heard the sound of a boat motor, and a few moments later a bay security boat appeared, headed slowly up the slough. Its lights were not flashing, but several bay soldiers stood on the deck. On the opposite bank, several men and women emerged one at a time through a gap in the chain-link fence just down from the junkyard. The first two were uniformed cops, the others in street clothes. Tanner recognized the fifth one through Carlucci from Homicide. Tanner had always respected him though they had hardly ever worked together and never got along well enough to become friends. Carlucci was sharp, and he could depend on him. Tanner wondered if he'd made lieutenant yet. One of the uniforms stopped, turned back, and said something. Carlucci shrugged, shook his head. Then all six spread out along the bank and began searching the water's edge. Tanner felt sick. They knew suddenly what they were looking for and what they would find. The bay security cutter had dropped anchor in the middle of the slough and all the soldiers were watching the cops search. Bay security didn't have any authority here, but they wanted in on it. It was their territory, if not jurisdiction, and if bodies had been planted in the water, it affected their reputation. Tanner didn't feel any sympathy for them. They were parasites. 
One of the plainclothes cops called out. He squatted at the edge of the water, looking down. The others came over, all looking down now, and the plainclothes cops moved away to make room for the two uniforms. The uniforms got the shit work as usual, Tanner thought. The two men, bent over, reached into the water and pulled up a section of rope attached at one end to something just underwater, probably a metal stake embedded in the bank and at the other end to something heavy and deep in the slough. They began to pull in the rope. It was slow going. Twice, whatever was at the other end of the rope caught rocks or debris on the bottom, and the cops had to work it free. Then, as it neared shore, flashes of white skin broke the surface of the water. Soon they had the bodies laid out on the muddy, graveled bank. The cops surrounded them trying to block them from the view of the base soldiers. Tanner, though, had already seen enough. There were two bodies, a man and a woman, both naked.